I view business ownership and development as a personal development vehicle. I've had to learn how to evaluate my skill set and develop my skill set and separate that out from my value. I just had no self-confidence, no self-esteem. I just was trying to survive. The people I've met, the books I've read, the mentorship I've cultivated, being in the leadership group that we're in together, that that's been a game changer for me. Hello and welcome again to another episode of One Starfish, where our mission is to change the world one starfish or one person at a time. I'm really excited for our guest today. This lady, Andy, is an amazing friend, um, also from Arte, like a lot of our guests are, and she started her business as a sole entrepreneur um, about five years ago in the virtual assistant field, and now they've they've rebranded and going into bookkeeping and software integration in the last two and a half years. Well, running with a partner, running employees, it's got a lot different. Uh, welcome to the show, Andy. Wow, what a great introduction. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. So let's dig into, let's start with five years ago, because that's where things started to change. You know, what did you do before you started into entrepreneurship? And what, what got you into doing that in the first place? Uh, so I was a social worker, actually. Okay. I worked with adults with special needs, autism, Down syndrome, that kind of thing. Um, and I brought a little dog home that has a wheelchair and it couldn't work out of my house anymore. I had to figure out a way to stay home and make money. Uh, my family has a long line of being business owners, entrepreneurs. And so I looked at my mom and I was like, how do I start this? Like where, how? So we sat down in my living room with a piece of paper. I still have it. And we mapped out, I don't remember what it was called, Herrick Online Professional Services or something like that, Hops. And it was a oh, wow. horrible logo. But that's where the idea started was just how do I stay home with my little furry baby? And and so my mom would ask me, you know, what good or service can you offer? Is there a widget you want to manufacture or is there a skill that you have that you can monetize? And so I literally just have scaffolded my way up from there. So, you know, like you said, the admin work in the beginning and it's just grown exponentially. That is so cool. So you weren't one of those, like a lot of entrepreneurs started out and their parents were not super supportive. Your mom was like, go get it. Um, oh, yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> how, I'm how four generations in. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great grandma at a bar. Um, it's a long story, but she had to buy back her restaurant bar twice. So <laughs> she, she had that. Uh, grandpa, serial entrepreneur, inventor, creative. Um, master journeyman. My mom has been in business in all kinds of fields, medical and my dad too, medical, automotive, aftermarket, all kinds of things, house building. And now me. That's awesome. So when you, when you started it, what were some of the biggest challenges um, beyond, you know, hops and dealing with that? But anyway, what were some of your biggest challenges in, in starting your own business? Oh, I was just in my own way in the beginning. Explain a little bit more to our listeners and, and how did you get out of your own way? That's really good. Uh, I, you know, I view business ownership and development as a personal development vehicle. So I've, I've had to learn how to evaluate my skill set and develop my skill set and separate that out from my value. Right. I had really low self-esteem when I got here. And that's a, I could tell you about that forever. I just had no self-confidence, no self-esteem. 
I just was trying to survive. And um, yeah, the, the people I've met, the books I've read, the mentorship I've cultivated being in the leadership group that we're in together, that it's been a game changer for me. So the way that I got out of my own way, I just put a reel up about this, that mentorship was the answer to find books or people who did what I wanted to do to get where I wanted to go, who would be willing to teach me how they did that. Mm. And did you know that uh, instinctively, like low self-confidence, I believe, you know, I'm glad you touched on that because I believe that's something that's very common. And our Ed talks about the fact that it takes up probably most people. And mm-hmm. so, you know, how did you know like to that you needed to surround yourself with the mentorship? Was that also kind of coaching from your your family because you had that? Or do you just kind of, I don't know, how did you how did you fall quote fall into that space? You know, I have had that modeled for me since the beginning of time. Since I was a really small child, my mom had mentors, my dad did too. Um, but really, you know, my mom modeled that for me that she had people, a circle of people around her that cared about her and they were willing to show her the ropes. So I just did what she did to get what she got to go where she went. Um, so if someone's listening to this, Annie, right now, and I know you know a lot of people like this, and they're like, because even me, I'm like, well, I didn't have that growing up, I wasn't right. lucky quote unquote, to have that. And that's, that's what a lot of people think. Um, Mm -hmm. What would help someone, but I mean, they're listening to this podcast, that means they're starting to get into something. So what would be some tips that you would give someone that maybe their family, you know, because you've been around a lot of entrepreneurs too, what would you give some tips for someone that maybe didn't have the family support that you had? um, And the, um, the example, I guess, the role model, you know, their, their parents worked a job and they were like, you know, why you should work a job, get an education, whatever it is. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. But if that's not where you're supposed to be, then that's not good. Um, what are some tips that you would possibly give someone on like where to start? Like, are there good books that you would say someone's just starting into that journey? I mean, they're already doing it. If they're listening to this podcast, they've already made a start. <laughs> you Congratulations. Are my by um, just Find organizations or gatherings of people who have the mindset you want to adopt. So if there's, sometimes it can be a chamber of commerce, depending on the size of the city, um, that can be more or less fruitful, but chamber of commerce, business, networking um, groups or memberships that you can buy into, I would say conferences, going to live events and being in person, bumping elbows with people. There's a different energy, I think, in a in a live room than there is virtually. And especially in this digital world, I'd like to give a plug for that. You know, eyeball to eyeball. Um, this last weekend, I was at a conference and the most impactful conversation I had was in line. So I think that's a piece of it, too, is anywhere you go, are you interacting with people? Are you asking with curiosity? Who are you? What do you do? How can I help? How can I serve? Because I wasn't going into it saying, who can give me the shortcut? It was... Who can I provide value to? And it's kind of a catchy phrase that comes around, but providing value can look like saving somebody time. It can look like money, um, but it can also look like a kind word, curiosity, letting someone practice explaining their expertise. A lot of folks, I think, feel bad about mentorship because they just feel like a burden. Oh, I'm going to cost them time. I'm going to give them nothing. 
Nope. You're giving the other person an opportunity to communicate effectively and to crystallize their expertise and their experience. Mm-hmm. And that's that serves both sides. And somebody probably mentored them too. So they're getting to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so good. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. So as you went through, so you started into personal development and then that started to build your confidence. Um, did you have a lot of friends when you started out that were really understanding? Did you have that kind of circle or how did that, how did that part go for you? You know, it's an interesting thing. I separately am in a personal development group. It has nothing to do with business whatsoever. It's just a group of folks in the community who meet and gather to grow as humans and have community. Um, and a lot of them were really upset with me because part of my professional journey was moving away from home. So it just, it's the way the chips fell in my life that around the same time I was developing my business, I was moving across the country. Um, and they were not all super happy about that. So I've since gone back to visit and I love those people and the role that they played in my life. I still stay in touch with them, but I'm not trying to model the lives that they have, which I think is a harsh thing to say. And I feel a little bit hesitant to say it, but I had to do a lot of letting go. There was a very large grieving process for me. And it doesn't mean I don't still love them or that I won't go to dinner with them when I'm in town. But the people I'm going to choose to invest my time and energy with are the people who are on the same path, right? Almost every single person in my life at this point is a business builder of some capacity, whether it's a brick and mortar business, a virtual business, a network marketing business, I don't care. It's people who are professionals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, and it was, it was sad and painful. And I just got to release that. I didn't have to be bitter. I didn't have to have expectation of people supporting me. I could just say, I love you. And I'm going to hold this relationship with an open hand. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so good. And especially because they were a group that were into growth. That's even, that's just like, it's interesting. I find that very intriguing. Um, so as you went through that, you know, you started and then you started to look for for the friends that you did want to be around, which has been awesome. Tell us a little bit, because sometimes people hear that. And I hear a lot of people say, you know what, that that's their biggest fear, honestly, is like losing their friends. Tell me, tell me a little bit, paint me a dream. How has your life become better? I normally don't ask this question, but I'm curious. How has your life become better because you were willing to give up, quote unquote, to change your life? Oh, in what way has it not changed for the better? I mean, everything about my life. So if I can paint the dream, I've gotten to run my business from California, Southern California, Seattle, North Carolina, and now Austin, Texas. All of that, my business followed me. Most jobs won't let you do that in a four and a half year, five year span. And my company has allowed me to do that. So I've moved all over the country. I've been to, I can't even tell you how many in-person conferences with thought leaders who are best in class, best in the world at what they do. So I've had exposure to opportunities I would have never had access to before. And I mean, it helps that it's all a business write-off. Like that's great too, that I'm not paying taxes on that money. There's a financial component, right? Of the way that my life has changed. There's things that cost less now because I don't have to pay taxes on the front end. I get to spend it tax favored. Yeah. Um, And my business partner came from networking. So I went to one of those in-person networking events that I was talking about. 
And she was there and she was edgy and all put together. And I saw her little firecracker of a person. And I saw her and I said, I'm going to either love her or hate her, but I know we're going to be in each other's lives. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) Um, So that has been a difference. All of my best friends at this point are from business. Um, Travel. I've traveled all over the place because of the professional development opportunities I've reached out for. So perfect example, I was in Nashville this last weekend and I went to the Parthenon, which is a replica of the actual Parthenon. And I went with somebody that I don't know that well. We've seen, you know, seen each other at a couple of events and I would have never booked a plane with this person to go to Nashville to see the Parthenon for 20 minutes right before they close. But because we were there together at this place in this opportunity, it was easy to just say, ah, we've got 45 minutes. You want to make a run for it? And so we made a mad dash and made it through the Parthenon and had this really amazing experience together because we were in the right place at the right time together and willing. And I think that's a huge piece of it is just that willingness to, to grasp for the dream. Spontaneity is a huge piece. Just say yes. Just say yes. Figure it out later. <laughs> That's what I really do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. So now you you you've transitioned from you know just being a sole entrepreneur into becoming a business owner, and now you're starting to lead a team. And you said obviously, and I know that there's some different challenges. How have you um, conquered, embraced, working through the different challenges of of leadership? Oh, I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. God bless the team members of ours that are still with us from day one. There's three of them. Uh, we, we opened our, um, applications for employment and hired day one, five people at the same time. This is a terrible idea, (laughs) but three of them are still with us. So we must have done something right. Something right. That's pretty good odds. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, my job is just not to mess them up. You know, our, our folks came to us willing to work, having a belief in the vision. They were friends and family members of my business partner. It's just how that worked out. We're like, who are we going to hire? We're going to hire the people we trust. And I also don't necessarily recommend that, but it has worked out in our favor. So I'm not mad about it. Um, yeah. I mean, our business style is just to remove obstacles. We find people who have skill sets that we need and we do everything in our power to remove obstacles whether it's beliefs about themselves, that confidence that I have started to develop in myself, transferring that to them, challenging the areas in which they lack confidence and giving permission for boundaries. And they don't need my permission, but it helps for the leader to say, it is okay to rest. It is okay to take time off. I've developed a method for you to rest and be a human and have sick days and go explore and travel and see family. So we're trying to transfer that lifestyle I've been experiencing onto our people and we're virtual. So that helps, but yeah, like we don't typically require meetings on Fridays. If somebody wants to shove all their work into four days a week, I'm happy about that. Have a three day weekend every day, every week. Mm -hmm. So yeah, our, our, our method is to just inspire and empower the people on our team and get out of their way. Do their thing. I love that. That's so cool. What have been some of the biggest challenges of transitioning from soul to um, a business? Oh, alignment. Alignment was the biggest challenge. Because before it was just with your partner with like, yeah. Yes. All everyone. 
Okay. So before it was just me and I didn't have to communicate anything to anybody. I didn't have to uh, make compromises. I didn't have to vision cast together with somebody else's brain. I cannot tell you how many hours my business partner and I have spent on Zoom just talking about where we're going and how we're getting there and how we want it to feel for our people. It's not just about the end point for us. It's about the journey, feeling some kind of way, having some kind of uh, learning opportunity and taking our folks with us. And then in terms of alignment with our team, especially because we're virtual, we had to plan it in. So we have a structure for it. Ed Milet is really big on this of if it's important, have a structure for it. And so we do. We have particular times of the week that our team gets all together on Zoom and all the time they're like, this is a lot of money that we're spending to all meet together. And we're working on efficiency and we're working on profit margins. And how come we're spending all this time? I'm like, because guess what happens when we don't? Like, I'm trying to have our team have cohesion and connection and community. Um, yeah. So just a lot of communication. I yep. That's good. I love yeah. it. So what what is your vision? Where are you headed? Tell us your next five to 10 year goal. You know, we've, we really had a fluid process. Clearly, if I started out in virtual assisting, and we've ended up in bookkeeping and software integration. So my, my vision is less about our service offering and more about the way that we change lives. So I have some employees that are sunsetting in their career, I want to retire them early. You know, HR purposes, I can't promise that. But that's the intention. I want to retire them early and give them meaningful work along the journey until they get there. So if it's a 10-year timeline, can we shrink it to seven? And can we be as passionate and involved as we want for the next seven years? Um, I've got some people early in their career. And what I'd like to see them have is the freedom and financial stability that they're, they're pining for, but they don't have access to in a traditional corporate environment. From my client's perspective, I want them to make a lot of money, change a lot of lives, and take a damn vacation. It's that. literally one of our intake questions. What is your dream vacation? Because I want to help them get there. If it's time with their family, if it's sites that they want to see, if it's just time out of office because they haven't been out of office in seven years, because we've had that. I want to give people access to the vision board that they dream of. Mm. So my vision is to cultivate other visions. I literally have mine right here and I look at it every day. We did that with our team and we got to see theirs and I'll ask my clients the same thing. What do you want? What, like, what do you need as a human? How do we help you get where you are going? So yeah, it's, it's just that um, involvement in other people's dream, dream casting. That's good. I still love that. Um, So in wrapping up, I always have three final questions and then anything that we didn't touch on that you think would be really important for our, our listeners. Um, number one is someone's looking for their purpose. What is one sentence that you would say that could help them find their purpose? What were you passionate about when you were young? Good, I love it. Number two, and um, you probably have more than one, but what comes to mind? What's a favorite quote and why? You know, I'm a sentimentality person, not so much a quote person. But I would say, don't leave before the miracle. I like Just that. Go on. Don't leave before the miracle. And number three question, what's one word or sentence you want on your gravestone? I'd have to think 
long and hard about that, but something to the effect of all who knew her felt loved. I love that. So good. Um, and like I said, wrapping up, if you know, you run into someone at the coffee shop, they're like, Andy, that was awesome. It's amazing what you're doing. You know, did I get everything? Was there something else as tangible or intangible that you would really think our listeners need to, to take to heart as you wrap up? Yeah. You know, a lot of people are looking for the answers externally. So if I could give them one thing, I would tell them to trust their intuition. Everything, everything you need to know, the rest is skill development, but everything you need to know about passion, purpose, vision, your heart already desires it. It's just a matter of giving yourself permission to go run for it. So trust yourself, trust your intuition, everything you need to know, the the I call it divine wisdom. Everyone has a different word for it, but the divine wisdom you're looking for is inside you already. Like ET phone home. <laughs> yeah. Connected. yeah. <laughs> All your intuition. I love that. Um, as always, listeners, make sure to rate, review, subscribe. We'll have all of Andy's information in the show notes. Make sure to follow her, reach out if you have any questions or need anything um, that she, her and her team provide, of course. And uh, as always, let's go out there. Let's change one person or one starfish at a time. And together we can change the world. Thanks so much for being on, Andy. Thank you.